All right. Here Dangerous we are. liaisons. When Sarah met Heather. When Sarah met Heather? <laughs> Is that how it goes? Uh, no. I was, trying, I was trying something new, you know, keeping right. it fresh. All right. So 1988. Um, Liaisons. You have to say it. Liaisons. One of my favorite, my top 10 films is this one. Another my, good ensemble piece. Um, probably one of my favorite movie quotes is in this. Let's hear it. Well, I don't want to, I don't want to get to it yet. I'll let you know when we get there. Okay. First off, it takes balls for a movie to really open on someone get the, getting their nose hair plucked, especially John Malkovich. I was just like, what am I watching? They I love did it. That. They literally couldn't be asked to like pluck their own damn nose hair. Were they, no, they not getting, when you were uh, like, you know, that rich. Royalty? Yeah. I don't know if they're royalty. Well, I guess they are to some extent, but. Was there a whole team of uh, of wig, you know, helpers, footmen, uh, waxing their taints as well? Like Maybe. literally, I'm like, what the fuck is somebody wiping their ass? It's very possible they really didn't do much. I think I, I was just grossed out when I saw that. I'm like, fuck that. Oh, wanted to ask you, Miss uh, Liaison Extraordinaire, what is the fucking hand towel for? What hand towel? Opening scene. The footman comes to wake up Malkovich and gives him a hand towel. Oh, I think that's like, you know, like it's like warm with water, like to wipe your face and wake up. Are you sure? That's my, like, it's my impression. Like you get it like the, on the airplane and stuff. Okay. I thought it was to wipe something else. That's because you're disgusting. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the level of, of intimacy that these fucking people have. I mean, who knows? I guess it could be anything, but I my interpretation is trying I thought to wake he, like, up. Raises the sheets after that too. That's why I was like, oh, not, not really. I mean, enough probably to like wipe your face, but I don't know. Okay, I guess it could be whatever. He could have wiped his armpits, his belly button. Who knows? All of it, all of the above. And the mask that they put over their face when they're getting their wig powdered. Oh my gosh, that's the inspo for Beetlejuice right there. The cone face. They put the cone face over their over their face while they're getting their wigs powdered right. with asbestos or whatever the fuck they use formaldehyde. That the mask, um, the mask reminds me of the ones that they wore like like during the plague or whatever. Yeah, I was gonna say plague color. mask and some medieval torture. <clears throat> maybe that's right this if you're got it all this movie's got it all anyway <laughs> interrupting you go ahead well anyway so yeah the beginning <laughs> is glenn looking smug and then basically just showing all the like privilege and wealth of the two of them god and what is real like the waste whittler all the makeup and the powdered collarbone sorry i'm just sorry i I'm love just it happy to be here I love it. This is one of my favorite time periods of fashion. Oh, yeah. And this movie has some of the best costumes ever. There's something about like, when did the skirt go sideways as opposed to hoop? You know, because like- well, I hoop, really is, hoop is 1800s. Okay. So it's the later than this. Thing. This is like, like mid-1700s. 
the sideways thing baffles me. It's like, are they trying to scoot in between doorways? Like what? I think what? it's just, it's exaggerated features is the whole exaggerated point of, like, features. And maybe they could sit, maybe they could sit better in a sideways anyway. So yeah, I don't know. And I'm not sure when, I think Regency was also in the 1800s, which Regency would be like, like the Empire Waste, very simple, like Jane Austen oh, type of stuff. I love Empire Waste. It, it's, um, the only, it's the only look that suited my body. <laughs> is um, that a white Russian you're drinking? It is. Or an orange, an orange Russian? Or you are drinking a white Russian? Yeah. What do they call it in... Uh, the big Lebowski, like a something Caucasian or something like that. Oh, that's awesome. I don't remember. A tan Caucasian. <laughs> um, so yeah, they're like trying to mold Uma Thurman into the proper woman of the time. John Malkovich arrives and they say everyone receives him. And he has no shame and he stares at Uma's boobs. Oh my gosh, that was so like that's where like I feel like they broke the propriety rules with that like because I doubt that a man would be able to do that without somebody saying something and they literally gave him I mean I guess they kind of acknowledged that he was vile yeah I think that's the point is there like to allow somebody to be like uh, right up to her boobs like that like just seems very garish and I think the point point is to show that he is like a womanizer and a pig is the okay well that demonstrated that hit it hard i read right. something in here that there's like some person in the trivia that said so and so let me see if i can find it again holy shit those things should be like somebody should like make a statue of her whoever this person whose name is biff naked saw this film <laughs> when they were 17 and thought uma thurman's breasts were so beautiful she wanted to scratch someone's eyes out that was her quote about Uma's boobs. wow okay I always thought she was really pretty. I really like her in, have you ever seen the movie um, Henry and June? Yeah, a long time ago. Okay, like, I don't remember her it's in like, that It's like about Anna Nin and Henry Miller. Okay, okay. Um, but I really like her in that. Like the character they gave her was, I don't know, works with her voice and whatnot. But anyway, okay. so yeah. So then Glenn is asking John, um, because so Glenn's ex is now interested in Uma Thurman's character because Uma Thurman's character is very virtuous and whatever. So he wants the virgin. And so Glenn- That Glenn's ex? Glenn's ex-husband wants to marry Uma. That's the one that they're talking about. So her whole plan for the like- Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Let's, do, I, let's I, I, deflower I Uma- is because she wants to basically be Ruined like, oh her. yeah, yeah. Like you want, you want uh, this Women are I'll, just lovely. I'll give women her to you. Precious tainted. characters, aren't um, they? And have I have a quote. Flower. Are you just going to keep talking over me? Yes. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> this is going swimmingly so far today. <laughs> I'm caffeinated. Um, oh my God. Drink some water. Um, love and revenge, two of your favorites. Mm-hmm. I, have that, I have that quote written down. All right, your turn. Speak, please. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, the plot is finally coming together because, per, first of all, I like was sitting to myself, 
sitting here thinking to myself, like, are they just so rich that they have nothing else to do but to plot cruel, you know, revenge against people and to try to ruin somebody, like, and to be that manipulative? I'm like thinking to myself, is that, that's how bored they were? I mean, like, probably a little bit, especially as like a woman, because she explains that at some point where she's like, oh, you yeah. Know, I realized when I was young that my role is, you know, teeny tiny. And so therefore I'm going to like learn how to manipulate the system. And she was and, able to get a divorce in that society and not be ruined herself. Or is this, is she? Yeah, I don't, I don't know exactly. They don't really elaborate on why, what happened. Yeah, I, didn't, I didn't realize she was divorced. I was, I was surprised about that. And then like, it just, there is this weird, like, the whole like bringing Glenn in for counsel to help with Uma's upbringing seems weird to me. Were they related? Was Glenn and Swoozy related? I would assume to some extent. I don't know if they're cousins or yeah. or what. I don't know. Yeah, it was weird. It was weird to be like, you must talk to her. You must like I'm like, who? Why are you? But I think she's I think she's she's put up because she's, you know, whatever she had learned when she was young, she's put on such a good facade all these years that they don't really know her true oh, colors, okay. you know? So Sounds she has everybody. Somebody would notice. I mean, besides Malkovich. Yeah, I mean. Notice how cunning and. Valmont knows, but that's about it. What's his name again? Valmont? Valmont. Valmont. The V. It's always the V. All right, uh, you go. I go? Or you speak. Yeah, the Vicomte de Valmont. So yeah. He says no, because it's going to be too easy. And he's like, the real challenge is Michelle Pfeiffer. He's like, she, her whole thing is about being virtuous and whatever, like true to her. I think she's married. So true to her husband, whatever. So he's like, that's the one that's the real challenge. Um, and it seems like her husband is distant and not giving her a lot of attention either and kind of not caring about right. like you know what I mean he seems kind of cold and I think she wanted to visit him or or he wanted she wanted him to visit her and then he was like can't do it no can do very she's busy left, she's left to her own devices yep uh oh that can only mean one thing no he I, whittles, I he wills his way in I thought it was clever of whoever timed like directed who directed this uh Stephen Frears okay well whoever Stephen Frears yeah he like the timing of I think they're talking about I think Mal Malkovich says none whatsoever and they pre-lap it to the next scene to where like a nun peeks out the door <laughs> it was like none whatsoever and then there's like a nun there's a couple things like that actually I think I'm I yeah. I think I wrote down one of them and hopefully I'll be able to find it in here when we get to that, but it was, yeah, it was clever. Um, oh yeah. Cruelty versus betrayal. I wrote that down. Like that was something they were wagering. It's like, really people, how about try, try kindness. <laughs> They've moved on from that. They're like, that gets you nowhere. Um, the quote I wrote down was, you should organize an infidelity. <laughs> wow. That's your, they must that's be your bored. new film. They must be bored. Go ahead. 
Oh, I was just going to say, and Glenn, her proof that she wants is a letter. So it can't just be him saying like, oh yeah, I succeeded. Does nobody forge? I don't know. I guess not. I wrote that down too. I'm like, forgery? No. Um, so yeah, they go to the aunt's house. And uh, she's warned about John Malkovich. Which is kind of, yeah, which is kind of, yeah, he finds that out. And then when he finds that out, that's when he's like, okay, Glenn, I I will do both. I will ruin the chastity of Uma or whatever. And I will also continue with my, my quest on Michelle Pfeiffer. The thing is, is that like his reputation, which he's well aware of, why is he so vindictive now because Woozy just told the truth like it seems so crazy to me that he knows he's a swine you know a cheating swine who's like out to be a womanizer and then he's upset that his reputation was preceded him I don't know he's a pouty man what do you expect I wrote down was he met Michelle Pfeiffer's character three times how could he suddenly declare that he owes her and is like love or not owes her that he's like smitten and over head over heels? Well, he doesn't. He I mean, a lot of that is just him pretending for a while until like How is that believable? Yeah. I think until you don't really get the sense that he actually is in love with her until I think they're at that one opera with the castrati and right. and he, and he's looking at her and you see Glenn look at him and then that's when it all clicks to her like oh this isn't all this isn't a game anymore for him like yeah he's actually fallen for her and he was but he was at the aunt's house for a very long time that was like weeks oh so, okay i mean he left for a short bit but then he was back so yeah that part was confusing to me too because he left when michelle because michelle he said i'll do whatever you ask and she said go away and he left and then he came back right so he came back because now Uma was there. And so now he had both of his challenges because Glenn's trying to foil him by like, oh, you should probably go take a stay in the country because she's trying to make it complicated for him. So yeah. he just went, I think he just went back anyway because he was like, well, I can't get anything done being somewhere else. So, Okay. There's a lot of riding on people's asses <laughs> in this movie. Not only did he ride on, was it a prostitute? They've never elaborated um he was writing writing letters oh on uma as well on their ass and then uh glenn's writing on a dude's ass <laughs> it's like am Did I, she? I don't remember her doing it yeah she was she was writing on a on a dude's ass later are you sure the- uma was i don't think glenn did i think it's uma and it's and it's uh john it was uma yeah Uma's writing to Keanu. Okay, okay. With John Malkovich. I defer to your expertise, but still, a lot of ass writing. There's a lot of ass writing. I do a lot and of the, ass writing, but... The, in- the, one, the one that John is writing on is a prostitute, or a courtesan, whatever. Courtesan. Fancy prostitute. A high-dollar escort. Yeah. <laughs> um... <clears throat> Good quote was from Glenn where she says, women are obliged to be far more skillful than men. It's like, nice. I wonder why. So yeah, Keanu is the music teacher 
and Uma has no talent and that's how they fall in love. That's part of the plot as well as their little romance. Um, I guess the letters, the letters involved between Uma and whoever is trying to paint a bad picture of him is how he gets into her room so that he can make her not appear. There was a lot of, um, to me, I found the key, used the use of a key to be very sexual, like symbolic of. Put it in the hole. Put it in the hole <laughs> and it was secret and it was like, only you have the key. And you know, that whole thing like was very, I've never looked at a key this, <laughs> we'll never look at the key, a key the same again. I suppose that could be true. Um, there was one, kind of problematic moment in the movie to me where Michelle was it Michelle no Uma was saying that she kept saying no but her body said yes like I was like I mean because she was just like literally like don't don't rape me don't rape me oops you raped me (laughs) but at the same time I was my body was saying yes like I was just like really I don't know. They kind of like sexualized rape in this movie. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Yeah, because she makes that comment. And I don't know if that's just to make it. I don't know. Less gross. I don't know. Because, yeah, it does seem very rapey the first time. And then her comments more like, well, I didn't necessarily not say no. And then my body kept seeming to like want to go forward with what was happening. But I was yeah. like, mm, I kind of feel like, though, the dialogue was basically no so yeah. I don't really think that goes together but okay and she did in the trivia I did read that she when she watched the movie she didn't necessarily like how they like did the scene like how they yeah. edited it because it made it a little too rapey I don't know just like too her naked and like on a platter or something is the way yes. it made it sound like like she's like I she's like I thought like in like the way it was I guess directed or to her or whatever was like oh it's the time period whatever yeah. you know artsy blah 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 and then she's like when I watched it I was like mm, this doesn't seem so artsy I know it is like an ode to her boobs that scene <clears throat> and once again men are completely clothed women are naked oh, um, it, it is the 80s my mind's telling me no I have a quote from I put that uh I mean this is back I think we've already passed this sort of but I put the Glenn's quote that says I always knew I was born to dominate your sex and avenge my own that was a good moment yeah win or die I wrote that down too (laughs) win or die now we may begin with a few latin terms I wrote that down too like once again sexual that is the part that's the part that was um like what you were saying before with the um the nun or whatever so he says with with latin terms obviously fellatio and then it goes into the italian like priest or whatever at church yeah yeah giving (laughs) or not italian latin i'm sorry in the mass I was like, another part where I felt the movie slipped a little was when he hisses at Swoozy. It's like, how is that gonna, like, 
nobody's gonna comment on that she's not gonna she runs away like scared of him like in that moment i'm like nobody's gonna say like i'm sorry um hello society he just hissed at me like go curb your dog like it was like a weird moment like it broke it almost broke it i don't know okay maybe she um it's still like the the women versus men's roles type of thing i guess i don't know did you, the ants quote about men and monogamy i just wrote ouch it was that was oh, bad yeah i have stuff that's that's where my that's towards the end but that's where my oh. favorite quote lies oh in that sorry scene. go ahead when, when what's her face is we're not there yet okay sorry so sorry. fast sorry. why do you always rush this someone's on a time limit today you're well obviously you are we got no. 50 we got 50 minutes of my or 40 okay good of my time well, calm no. down i'm gonna have so much to edit out here of us fighting <laughs> my mind's telling me no sorry <laughs> um i feel like some of this though is like it's hard to go through like this like to describe the movie because there's so much back and forth of like to the aunt's house and and the letter and whatever and it's like without watching it it's really hard to like yeah it's so witty it's so soaked oh okay so when uma is having a breakdown after the rape not rape um and she writes you know crazy in the night to um glenn's character and then glenn comes and arrives in the carriage that is one of my favorite costumes ever the one that she comes out in is like a yellow and black dress that has like the sort of like mediterranean like asian styles frog things that button the jacket do you who, remember it who? with the big hat glenn, glenn? okay yeah. when glenn arrives to like rescue uma and then when that's when glenn tells her like hey just so you know like you're gonna get few benefits in this life so you might want to take advantage of Milk the few them. you get. Yeah. yeah. So have all the sex. And, and be with whoever you want. Like, exactly. she's just like... be careful. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that dress is fucking spectacular. I felt like the whole miscarriage thing wasn't really addressed. It was like nobody worried about like who the father was and nobody found out. That's true. I mean, unless they kind of just like, they, you know, they kept it shushy because of the, of the situation of like how she got yeah, pregnant. So maybe they just had like a house doctor come and like, don't talk about it. Yeah. But that's true. The mom didn't that. freak out. Like I expected the mom to freak out. Unless she didn't know. Maybe she didn't know. I don't know. That is weird. I never thought about that really. Because, yeah, she wasn't she wasn't really with the husband yet, right? No. She was still at the house. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. That's weird. Yeah. It's one of those, just watch the movie. Don't think about it. <laughs> oh, yeah. The next scene is the one. Oh, I have a quote written down by Glenn that says, one does not applaud the tenor for clearing his throat. I, I heard that one. Yeah. Yeah. And what sh- what was she talking about there? Ah oh, shit, what was she talking about? Um I think it had to do with I remember that was such a meaningful quote. Crap. I should have wrote that part down. 
um, she's talking with John Malkovich and they're walking through the party looking for Michelle Pfeiffer. So I don't know if it was like he tells her like, oh, like I've basically whittled myself in and she's like, well, yeah, without this letter and the final result, like uh, maybe one doesn't applaud the tenor for clearing his throat. So maybe she's just like until the end result or whatever, like, what have you done? Like, gotcha. I don't know. I can't remember now. I should have written down. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious. I felt like and I don't know if you felt this. It there were moments where they could have consummated and didn't. And I was kind of surprised because I guess Ooh. Glenn and and V. Okay. Like there were moments where like and she was just putting him off. And and to me, like I always thought that <clears throat> there was this kind of sexual tension between them and like they were both really looking forward to that and that was something that they wanted and they were just adding this game to up the ante and increase right. the tension. I think that is right. And I think they might have once upon a time already dated and then they whatever I don't know if they had a falling out or what yeah, happened. It felt, it felt that way. It it felt that way. But and like, now they were trying to rekindle it, but she wanted to put a game in it somehow. And it almost was like the fetish was her turn, like saying no, which would only increase the excitement and anticipation and pleasure, right. yeah. like ultimately. But you feel like they got to a point where like, okay, it's time to collect. And then she'd be like, but no, I need blah, 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 blah. Like, and, and that seemed weird to me because it was like, I thought you guys you would think that they would like consummate already or something. I think she was just still like waiting for the letter. Like I've, I told you my agreement and until you, yeah. I mean, she does give him the second thing, which is what the whole sort of fight at the end is about, but yeah. Or she, or she adds on like a, a clause in the yeah, deal. <laughs> exactly. Oh my gosh. The whole, it is beyond my control. It is beyond. I'm going to start using that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that seems so frustrating. So I yeah. So, responsibility. <laughs> so after he breaks her heart and she's talking to the aunt mm -hmm. and admitting to falling in love with him and the aunt's, you know, giving her the advice or whatever. And she puts, and she says, my favorite quote in a movie those who are most worthy of love are never made happy by it. When I used to have Facebook, oh. I used to have that quote on my Facebook. Oh. Because I was like, that sounds like my life. I know. <laughs> yeah, but you don't want to... What? You don't want to set that intention. I feel like... Uh. At the time, that's what... It felt like that to me when I had... That was a thousand years ago when I had Facebook. Yeah. But that's like how my life felt was like... I feel like I'm so worthy of love and let I just keep having these fucking yeah. nightmare situations. We gotta get you a new quote, girl. Anyway. <laughs> it's a good, it's a good fucking quote. It is. I like it. I I appreciated the adopt a less marital tone in your voice. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like the I this movie shits on marriage. <laughs> it does. It doesn't, it doesn't say good things about it. So yeah. yeah, so he goes to Glenn and 
or Michelle leaves in the middle of the night and he's all frustrated and he wants to know everything about what she's doing and he oh he go I think she agrees to meet with him and so he goes there and then he tells her basically that he's gonna like kill himself if she doesn't love him and then they have sex and so he goes to Glenn to tell her and that's when he's like success yeah and that's again like when Glenn can see that it's not it's not just the game that he's like trying to to win and so you know that's when she I think she also starts to like lose respect for him to some extent because she's like I can see that you love this person and yet you still just don't like you're so fucking consumed by the fact that like we've made this deal and you need to and you need to win that yeah. like that you can't even like be like you know what I don't give a shit about this game anymore like I've actually found yeah. someone that I like that cares for me and I care for that he's she's just like you're a douchebag yeah and like the, you could you could see like the moment of empathy of like I guess once again women having to teach men how do you have empathy where he's like oh my gosh this is what love is like real love like I don't think he's had that before right and then he realizes like this isn't fun anymore and like these are real emotions and real people we're playing with and then of course he has to die yep it's beyond his control beyond his control <laughs> so yeah he, wrote, uh, the last comment I wrote for this movie was boo <laughs> yeah he goes to uh yeah blah 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 whatever that's when he goes I love the scene too when like the whole fucking end of this movie is like is perfect magic. the part when he goes to her and he's fucking furious and he's like I've come because he's like I think he's pissed because he he also knows like what he's done and so he's like I fucking ruined my life because of this bet I've come to re get my reward and she's yeah. basically like no I don't want to anymore and he's yeah. like you know well I will take I will take you saying no as you know like a basically a declaration of war and then she just says war oh it's so good yeah. and that close-up yeah. on her face fucking amazing yeah she plays this role well so uh so then Keanu finds out because now they're at war so Glenn's like hey Keanu uh guess who's been fucking your woman and yeah. well, then he like yeah he's like let's duel motherfucker and they get out the swords and then John Malkovich is having flashbacks of his love for Michelle and realizing what he's done and that there's no reason to live so he basically falls on the sword, dies, but before dying, tells Keanu, hey, got a couple things for you. Yeah. One of them being, here's a stack of letters of all the bullshit that uh, Glenn, can that Glenn I... Close's character has been scheming. So if you read it and you feel like you want to maybe share that stuff with all of society, do it. So he dies. Keanu goes to Michelle, says he really loved you. He can't explain why he did the stupid shit he did, but now he's dead. And so then Michelle dies. Then Glenn finds out that Malgovich has died. 
which is also a fucking amazing scene when she yeah first, she breaks everything when she, she rips her own dress i think she's like suffocating and so uh, it's basically showing that like she's so frantic that she can't fucking breathe in her corset and she's just having a oh god it's so good so yeah so that's good. it Powerful. but then why does she go to the fucking theater afterwards i don't know because she probably still needs her to like she's got to play the role and then she gets twirler mustache twirler and that mustache gets booed mustache and then also the other the other best scene is that one at the end when she's after the she gets booed and she's just wiping off her makeup and she has nothing you can just see how fucking dead she is inside yeah Yeah. oh god it's so good she's so good at it it's like yeah and that's why she's one of my favorite actresses it's such a strong statement um it's a lot of it's it's actually heather says it again feminists it's a very strong commentary on how that society treated women and what it turned them into and why and why they're angry like it's interesting and yeah in a lot of ways i feel like women are more conniving like you said in the last film to too yeah yeah you have to be a survival skill what do you want to do sit around all day and powder your nose what did you say last time knit needlepoint yeah exactly like i could not think of anything more boring the only thing semi like appealing to that life would be to wear the gorgeous costumes and traipse around the moors in the fog (laughs) come in and sit by the fire and sip cognac is that something is that something we need to do at some point is bring bring costumes yep in fact my first like the first dance I ever went to, I, I called it my Scarlett O'Hara dress. <laughs> it did not fit any fashion of any time, but I wore it to like homecoming or some shit. My very first dance I went to, you would have loved it. It was like Scarlett O'Hara, like with a big hoop skirt. It was like off the shoulder. I know you're shocked off the shoulder. There was off the shoulders? Oh my God. Right. It was like a bright blue, dark blue and white lace, like, I, I don't know what era I thought I was in. I do declare. Do you have a photo? I do. I'm going to have to show you. It was like, I, I cannot believe I wore that. But anyway, so that's, I'm going to have to find that dress and put it on and treat you have it? the moors. You know, my parents probably threw it out when they moved. Mm. Um, I kept it for a long time though. Well, we can get new costumes or I'll make them or something. Yes. Then- oh gosh. Forget about the skeleton onesies. It's now going to be the... <laughs> I mean, unless you want to wear them in Vegas, we could do that too. Yeah. Oh God. Jumping on the bed. We'll do it. How hysterical would it be to wear costumes like that in Vegas? People would be like, oh, <laughs> so confused. Yeah. Or maybe you're wearing the giant hoop skirt and I'm wearing the skeleton onesie. I don't know. But everybody else is in like a teeny tiny, like basically like tea of, of fucking sequins. And we're like in I 1800s clothes. Sequins hurt my eyes. What is happening? Is this Atlantic City? I thought I don't it was know. I still think we're probably going to have to get sequins like caftans or whatever. <laughs> I like okay. I like that you're coming over to my caftan way. That's good. I know. We have Down. a few months. We have a few months to prepare our outfits. All right. All right. For um, anything I want to say about this fantastic film? I, I could not stop watching. I thought I was going to start it because I had to do other shit I had to finish it was so compelling oh yeah it's fucking great 
sucked me in. And then of course, Cruel Intentions is completely different. Yeah. But, you know, that's not a shock to anyone. There's also Valmont, which came out, I guess, like a year later. Oh. Um, which is basically the same story, but it doesn't have as good costumes. But the mm. story's still pretty good. Who's in that? Um, I don't know. I think they actually hit up Michelle Pfeiffer for that one, but she turned it down to do this one. Mm. Let's see. Let's see who's in Valmont. I've only seen that one like a couple times. Um, just because, I don't know. I think it's probably because I don't like the costumes as much, so I'm kind of like, meh. But it's got decent actors in it. Mm. I think it's got what's his face. Yeah, it's got the Firth. Hold on. The Firth? The Firth plays Valmont. Annette Benning plays uh, the Marquis de Martel, or however you pronounce that. Oh. Uh, Meg Tilly is Madame de Torvay. Did I read Tourvel. somewhere that Annette Benning was up for the role? Holy shit. Feruza Bulk is Cecile in that movie? I don't remember that. Weird. What'd you say? I think Annette Benning was up for the role uh in she was up for a role in dangerous liaisons yeah i think so i think that does say that in the trivia yeah so yeah there was some like overlapping of like who was going to be in which one because they were being filmed so annette benning was considered for the role uh like glenn close's character yeah but ended up playing it in valmont gotcha and then it does say that swoozy is also in cruel intentions yeah yeah i'm trying to remember was she the schoolmaster who was she i don't know we might have to do cruel intentions oh maybe not though i don't think i can do it i don't like that movie though oh god i just i really can't stand what's her face's face we're really hard time michelle geller oh oh her face i don't know something it's not that she's unattractive it's just her face bugs me for some reason Kind of like what's her? The other's another actor that I think she had like a nose job gone wrong or something. The woman who's in like the girl, Ghost of Girlfriends Past is another one whose face bothers me. Uh, again, yeah, again, very attractive woman. Yeah, but I just cannot stand her <laughs> for no reason. Yeah, no reason. Yeah, I'm not. I I I kind of feel the same way. It's um, though I do love that movie. I don't know if I've seen that movie. I didn't watch it until like a year ago and now I've probably watched it twice. <laughs> okay. I was like, oh, this movie's fun. I like I like Matthew McConaughey. He's a goof. I do too. It's a cute, it's this cute, stupid rom-com. I love his accent. Oh. Yeah, yeah, he's got such a warmth. I read, I, I heard a great story about Matthew McConaughey that like, I'll never forget that like right before he, he was famous or did anything he was in a big meeting with a huge higher up like meeting with like somebody huge and he was so nervous about about this meeting and then he's inside the he goes in the meeting he had to meet in this person's office and it's very intimidating like floor-to-ceiling windows and they're having they're in the middle of a meeting and um the main guy like walked across the room to look out the window and Matthew McConaughey got up and knocked over a can of coke on this person's desk and because he was so freaked out about it that he like like put his mouth off the table (laughs) and the thing is is that he did that like to try to clean it up really quick and the person saw him do this 
through the reflection in the glass and was and and hired him it was like okay i like this guy <laughs> did matthew mcconaughey have formal training or did he just sort of start i think he know? did have formal okay. training but but i mean i think you know i think part of it is just his personality comes out you know yeah. in his roles he does kind of play similar roles yeah is it snowing over in your world no it barely snows here okay it's cold here we had like two days solid of rain hmm. what is cold though is cold like 62 what is cold last night when i was driving home 49 49 it's 65 here today okay yeah it's about the same here <clears throat> though the this week it's supposed to start cooling down and get in the 40s okay Ish code. I'm glad we can talk about the weather. Yeah, I know. It's compelling and, pod. Compelling pod. At this point in our age, that's we're gonna pretty much talk about weather and our joints. Body pain. aches and pains. Exactly. Can't wait. Can't wait. <laughs> As we traipse around the moors in our onesies. And Vegas in our ball gowns. <laughs> All right. Do I pick next week's movie or yeah. I'm going to just say that I'm making the judicial response. Yes. And if you pick cruel intentions, I have no. COVID. <laughs> no, I was thinking maybe before midnight. Oh God, I love that movie. We haven't done it yet. So, or do uh, we want to do more campy and more comedy? Oh, maybe, maybe we should throw First in a, liaisons was a little heavy. I'd say maybe we should throw in a, like a, so I married an ax whatever yeah oh god whatever you want heather something right. later though i guess okay i'll figure it out okay. well thanks for tuning in war war